You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have an IV drip of memes running to my arm at all times. And it's not even bad memes. These are good, high-quality, reviewable memes that I take part in. Yeah, people just deride all the time, and I don't understand why they feel the need to do that. No I love memes. And memes love me. And memes love me. Let's start the podcast. I'm so in. Okay. Welcome to The Crunch, everyone. Episode 14. Got it right this time. This no. is Ethan, a.k.a. Wait. at Bropostle. And I'm Patrick, at Catholic Pat. Um, you're wrong. This is the 14th episode, because I said nah, 12 I last count. time, and you said 13, all angrily. Oh. Yeah. Um, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. We're on Google Play now, so if you're listening on Google Play, shout out. If you're listening on iTunes, Shout out. Um, <laughs> shout outs all around. If you're listening somewhere else, good work. I don't know how you managed that one. Um, <laughs> how you doing, Pat? I'm doing great. Really? Yeah. Have you you've Except, been to Mass yet today? Sorry, yeah, I already, I already went to Mass. It snowed today. Really? Um, and I drive now, so it was really difficult because I had to like... You just I'm from Florida. I'm not used to... I'm not used snow. to snow, and so I had to like brush off my car, and I was yeah. like, it's so cold. I don't have a brush. Everything <laughs> you don't is have cold. a brush in your car? <laughs> I'm I using s- my hands. I have to scrape my car off every single morning because there's ice on it. How does Ugh. that make you feel? But I made it to Mass on time. There you which go. Which is important. It is Gaudate Sunday. You know what that means. Pointless Twitter arguments about whether or not it's rose or pink. It's pink. It's... <laughs> 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 yep, it's pink. It's done. Conversation's over. Done. Literally, the priest started... He didn't start mass with it, but he walked up, and the first thing he said was, good morning, everyone. It's Rose. And I was like, ah, Monsignor, what are you doing with your life, <laughs> Nip man? it in the bud, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Roasted. Our priest didn't even wear uh, Rose today. He just wore purple. Interesting. Because I don't think he's has Rose vestments, but whatever. Uh, real quick, crunch of the week. Get that out of the way. Not out of the way. This is a great segment that I love to do. You're not a burden to me. But I just want to give a shout-out to Bianca Marissa. Uh, She listens to us in the car. Um, Ethan and Patrick are hilarious. Thank you. Yet they offer so much insight to the faith as they know it. I listen to the podcast in my car. It's always as if I'm riding with my friends and having our usual faith conversations with laughs. 10 out of 10 recommend to anyone who is looking to grow in the faith while having a good laugh. Your friends must be pretty funny if it's just like having your friends in the car with you. (laughs) That would be great. 
I don't know why you would switch out for us. We're probably worse. Whatever. That's true. And we Thank you for listening. Bianca, appreciate it. Thanks for the review. If you want to be on Crunch of the Week, highly sought-after position. It's true. Feel free to drop us a review on iTunes, and we will read it out. Um, can we just go? Are you ready to start this this one? Yeah, man. Sweet. Uh, so I tweet sometimes, and Same. the other day I tweeted that people should send me questions that they have about church teachings or uh, questions that people ask them a lot about church teachings. And we got like 20 responses. Which um, is awesome. It was a pretty good list. Thank you. You just wrote our next 20 podcasts. We don't <laughs> have to come up with topics anymore because you guys just gave us a whole bunch of topics. But uh, we had a few good ones that we wanted to highlight. This is probably the only episode that we're – well, maybe it won't be. I have no idea. But we're going to try and hit at least two of these topics, maybe three if we get to them. We can be a bit chatty. So yeah. we're going to do our best. Um, and hopefully – I mean obviously we can't answer all 20 in like one thing. But hopefully at some point in the crunch we answer the question – that you asked. And if you have more questions, feel free to tweet me, use hashtag ask the crunch or just reply to the tweet that I send out or just DM me or just whatever. Any, just get in contact with me somehow. We'll make yeah, it happen. Snail send me mail. a carrier pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> snail mail. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Uh, so the first question is from, let me read the tweet. Suspense is killing me. Oh, sorry. I didn't have it pulled up. This is, I'm a, terrible podcast host i didn't i had it pulled up but you made me send a dm to someone and now here we are wasting everyone's time like always gosh darn it we're so bad um old testament where are you this is from emily at catholic can god is terrible hateful shouldn't be obeyed because of the old testament i'm never sure what to say to that and patrick replied "Ooh, i like this and so i figured that's the one we would go with to start off i like old testament Dis, yes. Dis. Old Testament. What do you have to say, Patrick? Let's Old make Testament. Happen. Yeah. That's awesome. A good point to make is that God is the same and never changing. So if you like the God of the New Testament, that's the God of the Old Testament. Or if you don't like the God of the Old Testament, you should at least be consistent. But don't hate God. We'll we'll, we'll get there eventually. True. Um, so Ethan and I both pulled up separate events in Scripture that one person might be referring to. Um, I actually have a second one I just thought of that I'm going to write down. But okay. first, I'd like to talk about Samuel in Samuel chapter First uh, Samuel chapter 15, I think. Yes, that's uh, Saul versus the Amalekites. Interesting Old Testament name. Um, Saul is commanded by God to destroy an entire civilization, to kill all of these people, and to not take anything back, to not leave the smallest of children alive and he disobeys he and his army take um captives they take uh cattle and stuff back with them and so saul is chastised by god um some may look at this and go well why is god acting like this that's a little ridiculous saul taking people as prisoner would be considered merciful wouldn't it um so this is not my interpretation. This is St. Augustine, so you have problems with this. Take it up with him. <laughs> but um, everything in the Bible is true, and some of it actually happened word for word. Um, not all of it. So you you can look at things in the literal light, or you can take them to an analogical level, <clears throat> which is deeper and more profound. So I suggest always going that route in most cases. Is that true always? Because I feel like 
The Last Supper is very deep and profound, but it's not analogical in any way. No, it's tropological, I think. What? Yeah. So there's literal, tropological, and analogical? There's literal, which is the man, um, tropological, analogical, and anagogical. Uh-huh. Father Matt can correct me on that. Just whatever I'm trying to say, Father Matt, just reply <laughs> to my tweet after you just listen to this angry. podcast. Sorry, I'd never heard that before, so I was asking. I don't go to Franciscan, yeah. so I don't know these things. Exactly. Anyway, continue. Anyway, so... Augustine's interpretation of this story of Saul not killing all of these people is that the the Amalekites are symbolic for sin. Saul was commanded to kill all of his sin, to cast it away from himself, and to not leave the smallest of sins left. But instead, he took some as prisoner, and he took the fruits of that civilization. So he took, like, cattle back with him. So that's the fruit of the sin that he kept. So, like... It's instead of looking at it as he didn't kill people, he didn't get rid of his sin, but he kept the fruits of his sin, which is still wrong. So this story is not to teach us that we need to kill civilizations. It's to teach us that we need to to kill all of our sin, to flatten everything out, and to not keep the fruits of it or look back on regret. Um, yeah, to not look back and regret getting rid of sin. Interesting. That's like, that's... Very different than the direction I thought you were going to go with that. But that's oh, really? very okay. cool, actually. Um, my uh, story that I pulled out was from Book of Joshua. Because um, I started reading Joshua last summer, two summers ago. I don't remember. But I read through the Book of Joshua. And I was reading it, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. you know? Because we all have that moment where like, we know Jesus, and we hear all about Jesus. But we just kind of don't ever hear about the Old Testament when we're at mass. I mean, we hear about it, but it's like from the book of Isaiah and like, how do you, you don't pay attention when you're a kid, you know? And, uh, so these, you, we, sometimes we miss out on these great stories because we are more in favor of teaching the parables and things that are in the new Testament, which is fine. But reading through the book of Joshua, I was like, this does make sense. This Jesus that I know would not, uh, command these things. You know, this, I don't understand this because what happens is, uh, Joshua's in charge of the people of Israel, right? And God's like, yo, cross the Jordan, reclaim the lands. Let's make this happen. And essentially he tells them, you gotta, you gotta kill all the Canaanites and retake this land. And the Canaanites were this, just this group of people that were, uh, sinners and bad. And they were on the land that belonged to the Israelites. And so they went to go get it. And this, the Lord commanded them to do this. And Joshua's like, all right, we're doing this. We're packing up. We're heading out. Let's go. And along the way, lots of cool stuff happened. Boulders rained from the sky. The walls of Jericho fell down. That's where all that – if you remember the VeggieTales episode where they pour slushies over the wall, that's where all that happened. Yeah. Um, it was in the <laughs> book of Joshua. And so there was lots of killing. There was lots of reclaiming cities. There was lots of all of this stuff. And so I was just wondering, you know, why, you know, killing is wrong. Uh, isn't there a way that, you know, God could have made this happen without there being so much death and destruction and all of this stuff? Um, and so I looked up my boy Jimmy Aiken, fabulous leprechaun that he is. Uh, I looked up his explanation of it, and essentially, God um, works in different ways uh, for different people. I think that's just something that we can universally agree on. Um, sometimes it has to do with the type of person, sometimes it has to do with the times that the person is living in. And I think for not I think, what is true is that for back in those days in the Old Testament, what was understood was tribal warfare. Like you have your tribe, and if another tribe is wrong, then they pay for that wrong with death in some way. 
And that's just where humanity was at at the time of the Old Testament. It's not anything about, you know, oh, God hates these people. He's going to kill them or whatever. But he was commanding them to act in a way that they understood at the time. You know, for God to tell them, oh, just love the Canaanites and they'll just move off the lands. That wouldn't have computed for the humans of the day because they were so associated with this tribal warfare aspect. Um, And that's just how all of humanity operated whenever this took place. And so... It's not that uh, God was a God of death and now he's a God of love. It's just that he was always a God that wanted to instruct the people to work in a way most effective with the times that they were living in. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. A little bit. A a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read up on that, but that's always been my understanding is that people were just different back then and they responded to different things and in different ways. And it's not like God could force these people to progress you know, 6,000 years in their societal state, mm-hmm. you know, he had to work within the time that they were in. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of like we were talking about last week with Mary, how she treats every one of her children differently. Yeah. It's kind of in the same way. God treats every one of his children differently, especially when those children are in different states of society, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't treat the refined Western American the same way that he treats the barbarian Canaanite. Essentially the same thing if you ask the the treads. We are barbarian Canaanites because we are modernist and everything that's modern is bad. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. We don't talk about anything important on this podcast. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff happened in the Old Testament. A lot of it was an analogy, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it was stories to be learned from. Um, story of Gideon is awesome. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um these are all things that we should learn and we should know as Catholics. I feel like, like I said, we just don't ever read it. And there's so many good stories, so many things to be learned. You can learn a lot about trust and learn a lot about um, fighting for what you believe in just by reading these old stories of men and women that were so faithful to what God willed for them. Like they just, mm-hmm. just God told them and they said yes. And there was no question. There was no hesitation. They just went and did it. And that kind of clarity is not something that we have nowadays. And I think we can find that if we just look um, to the left of the Gospel of Matthew. Mm-hmm. Three stories, naming them, not telling them, but stories that you should look up. The story of Susanna in the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of uh, Deborah and driving us a, uh, a stake through a general's head. And the story of the seven sons and their mother in Second Maccabees. Those are all stories that depict a lot of violence and it can seem kind of morbid, but it, at their heart they have um, what exactly what Ethan was saying, messages of like trust in God and fighting for what you believe in. So those are three you should look up. Also the She-Bear story in Second Kings. The that, She-Bear that story. Just... I acted that out on stage at a Steubenville conference. So funny. So was, funny. It was amazing. I was slain by the bear and I flew to the ground and like a water bottle was opened up and it got all over me it was ridiculous i could talk about that story for a video evidence exists somewhere yeah that's a good time it's a good story she bears it's the go-to whenever when someone's like what's the craziest bible story she bear second kings second kings 42 check it out catholics to read the bible good it happens it does um so hopefully that answers your question somewhat (laughs) <laughs> if you have more questions, like I don't explain things the best. I'm not a theologian. I'm just a kid who studies engineering who likes this on the side. Uh, so yell at me, at me. 
This is the one time that I will tell you to at me instead of to not at me. Uh, <laughs> we go with that one? We move on to the next one? Oh, yeah. Let's move on. Sweet. Um, oh, I got to look it up again. This one's from Robert. Uh, he said, what is the church's official stance, teaching, etc., on exorcisms and or demons besides, quote, they're real? That's a good clarification because it's like, yeah, that's kind of our go-to. Yeah. Does the church this do exorcisms is, anymore? A deep one. Yes. Yeah, this it is. It's a deep one. Uh, we talked about this last night. We t- we did talk about this last night. We also talked about it a couple weeks ago, too. Really? It was just an interesting topic because realizing that it's not all just a story and it's not all like a joke and that these things do happen is kind of a eye-opening and it's like interesting, but you don't want to get too wrapped up in it because it's also dangerous. Yeah. You know, it's kind of sketchy. Yeah, that's why, that's why like, I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's like, yeah. what is the church's official stance on, on demons? It's like, okay, so <clears throat> demons, there are three levels of demonic influence in the world. Yeah. Temptation, which is the most common, but the least recognized. Oppression, which is actually not very well known. Mm-hmm. And ex, um, and possession, which You're is the exorcism. I wasn't exorcism, but possession, which is the most famous, but uh, happens the least amount of times. Yes. Um, uh, demonic oppression is uh, really scary stuff. It's when a person has opened themselves up enough to that kind of um, evil that that evil has somewhat of a control over them, but not complete. So um, there's a story by a, a Catholic speaker, a gentleman who speaks on um, New Age spirituality and the problem mm-hmm. with New Age spirituality. He talks about an encounter that he had with a possession where it resulted in his um, oppression by a demon. And so this kind of stuff happens. But the church's official stance would be this. Do not be afraid. Because God is bigger than the boogeyman. <laughs> Another ve- two VeggieTales references, one podcast. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> but it's... We need to focus on temptation. We need to focus... Well, not focus on temptation, but we need to we need to realize that temptation is our first our first obstacle because the the adversary wants us to believe that the only kind of demonic influence is ex- is um not dang it the only kind of demonic influence is possession, possession. but it's not yeah. yeah so uh yeah if you believe that you have a demon in your house call a priest immediately yeah hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This stuff is not, yeah, it's not scary. Christ already won the victory for us, so we really don't need to worry, but also at the same time. There are lots of things that we unknowingly participate in sometimes. Like I've been told by priests that even just watching a horror movie with uh, demonic activity in it, or even one without demonic activity in it, something that's intended to not instill good feelings in you is something that can lead you to some type of demonic temptation or, uh, you know, it's, which sounds like nuts, you know, like, what do you mean? I can't watch paranormal activity. Well, I probably wouldn't if I were you, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, why would you, why would you play games with your soul when it's of this much importance? Um, I had, can I tell the story that I wanted to tell? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. I, uh, volunteer. I really had a big, not a big issue with this, but I talked a lot about this this summer because I volunteered with my youth group, um, my old high school youth group over the summers. And uh, we went on Steubenville and a lot of people were like, oh, charismatic, blah, 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 blah. It was a really <laughs> good conference. It was phenomenal. I had so much fun. Um, but it was also just really radical for our group of teens because our, our teens are just – they're rock stars. And everybody says that about the teens that they work with, but I swear there's something, there's something special about them. But we, after the conference, we went to this ranch and uh, it was like a Christian ranch and we had this chapel that was reserved for us all weekend and we could do whatever we want. And so one day or the day that we get back, my youth minister is like, hey, we're going to do, we're going to try and, you know, call down the Holy Spirit and do this like a huge Holy Spirit themed night. Um, And we're really going to focus on kind of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and just see what happens um, and I was freaked out because he had also told a story about how when he was at the conference at Steubenville, he had seen this kid um, that came up to him. It was him and another youth minister, and they were standing there and they were talking to each other. And one of the one of these teens came up and like his arm was twitching, you know, and he was freaked out, obviously, because his arm was twitching. He had no idea why. And he tells me he's like hey i don't know what's going on like i really feel like it's something spiritual like i don't know what's up and so they start praying over him and they're like hey did you go to confession and he goes no i didn't go to confession yet and so they see a priest like an old priest walking by and they're like quick just go go to confession his arms twitching the whole way and he goes to confession he comes back his arms still twitching they pray over him some more his kid's eyes start to roll into the back of his head like some weird weird stuff starts happening and then they're like are there any mortal sins that you forgot to confess and uh he says no, I don't think so. Oh, wait. Yeah. Like he remembers that there is one. And so they're like, we'll go back to confession. So he runs back after the priest and gets to him. His arms like just going nuts. And, um, he says his confession again and he comes back and it's like getting less and they pray over him again. And he ends up fine. But they told me that story when I was at this ranch leading me into 
all right, now we're going to call down the Holy Spirit and it's going to be great and that might happen. So make sure that you pray to protect the kids. And I was like, what are you, what, uh? like, what do you mean? And I started getting super freaked out because this was my first experience with this kind of thing. You know, I was mm-hmm. very, I mean, we never did any charismatic stuff when I was younger. I just kind of went to mass, went home. That was it. And now you're telling me that, you know, I have to say all these prayers and, you know, all these things and make sure that nothing bad happens. Like, I don't understand because whatever, there's all this stuff because apparently what I learned is that when you open yourself up to the Holy Spirit, you're also opening yourself up to uh, the demonic, which is really crazy if you think about it because your soul is in a very vulnerable position. And if you're, you've got people there with you and you're doing it in the right atmosphere and you have the right mindset, then nothing's going to go wrong, obviously, but that's not always the case. And so mm-hmm. it was just very, very unique for me. And so I prayed a lot about that and the night ended up being fine. I had to kind of give in a little bit and trust the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of where, I mean, I started developing more of a devotion to the Holy Spirit was through this night and through kind of all this hearing this story and having this experience with these teens. But um, I was really wigged out for a while. But ultimately, at the end, even if you're freaked out by that kind of stuff, by demons and exorcisms and stories that you might hear, all that stuff, just know that you trust in the Holy Spirit and you you say the name of Jesus, that makes demons flee. Like that's not just a line from a Chris Tomlin song. That's a real thing that that has actual weight. And so... I don't know. Just the, I just wanted to share that story because I thought it was kind of interesting, I guess. True love casts out fear, and Jesus Christ is true love. Amen, brother. Preach it to the heavens. Ye doggy. Ye doggies. You anything else you want to add to that? Um, no. I don't even think we need to go into the whole Greek thing that we talked about last oh, night. Yeah, I don't think we do either. We can talk about that a different time, though. Super boring. I had fun doing it though. Yeah, I mean it was fun. This is what we talk about in our free time. Like, hey, what do you think what do you think this word means in Greek? How do you think it's applied? Is it a comparative term or is it actually the word? Just back and forth. It's kind of fun sometimes. We have six minutes left. Do you want to tackle one more? Yeah. Do you think the, the, the second one? Uh contraception or the other one? Did, did you say contraception mean you want to tackle contraception? No, I don't. I mean, I don't care. Oh. This is your this is Let's your see. In six minutes, why do you have to go to mass? Let's talk about why do you have to go to mass. Okay, that's a good one. All right. So someone asked – hold on. Let me read the question. They got to they gotta get recognition for actually writing in. Uh, that's a good point. Yep. Why does – oh. I constantly get questions on why we have to go to Mass every Sunday from Random Catholic mm-hmm. at Catholic Charism. So, Patrick, why do we have to go to Mass every Sunday? Here's something that I tell people all the time. If there's no Eucharist, that, that's the whole point of the Mass. It's like, I, 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 get, I, get, this pro, I get this question from Protestants mostly, my, my friends who are like nominally Christian. It's like, oh, I don't go to mass because, or I don't go to church because I don't have to. Um, one of them once said, it's like, it's like, it's like a car and a garage, you know, what? like just what? cause you're in a garage doesn't mean that you're a car. What? You know? 
And I'm like, yeah, man, that's a really good point, man. Super deep, bro. Did you but see that? But all cars go in garages, so if you're a Christian, you go to church. Ugh. That's what you do. Ugh. That analogy is stupid, and I don't like it. But I get it. That's the thing. It's like, there's no Eucharist there, so they feel empty. Yeah. And it's like, and if and it's the same if you don't understand or if you don't realize the beauty of the Eucharist because if you don't realize the beauty of the Eucharist you're getting the grace by being in Christ's presence but you're not getting the fullness of grace you could be if you were open to that or if you were disposed to the Eucharist's presence Mm -hmm. so like I can understand why Christians are like why do I have to go to mass on Sunday I get it because it's because of the Eucharist Um, if you're going to call yourself a member of the body of Christ you have to be at the place where the body of Christ converges. Every Christian ever, every Catholic, every Catholic in heaven, every Christian in heaven, every Catholic on earth, is they are joined together at the Mass. So like, if you're going to say, I'm a member of the body of Christ, but not go to the family reunion, <laughs> then you're not. You're and mad. it sucks. And that's why it's a mortal sin. Because you're saying, I don't want to be a member of this body. And so the body is like, well, okay, I'm, man, that really bites. Please come back soon. Yeah, especially in those conversations with Protestants, I know a few of my friends are always have that question. You know, why do you have to go to mass if the, you know, because I'll complain sometimes about a homily or something like, why do you go to mass if the homily's so bad? I'm like, um, well, I'm not going for the homily. I'm I'm going for the Eucharist, and you're exactly yeah. right. They only have the homily. That's mm-hmm. all that they have, and so it's foreign concept to them to have them say, you know, why would you go? If it's not, like, if you don't get anything out of it, well, you get something out of it every time, whether you know it or not. You receive graces just by being there. You receive graces just by uh, receiving the Eucharist. You know, these are all these are all important things mm-hmm. that we, we kind of forget. Plus, I mean, you know, Christ told us to, <laughs> which is... There's that cop-out answer. Little, it's like... <laughs> Let's slide that in there. Do this in remembrance of me. You ever heard that one before? Uh, The early Christians did that in remembrance of him every week. And they died to do it. And they died to do it. And so, I mean, if we're thinking historically here, which we should be, um, because I feel like the early Christians, the ones that knew Christ, would be a lot better at worshiping him than I would. Uh, If they did it every week, then that's what I want to do. Yeah. And... You're exactly right. If I, if for whatever reason I don't want to do it and I don't want to be a part of the body and I want to be, and I choose to sever myself from the church that Christ established, then darn right that should be a sin. Like, it's, there's so many reasons to go to Mass. I cannot think of many good reasons to not go to Mass. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're sick or you have a child or there's something important that you have to take care of that prevents you from coming to Mass, you don't have to go. Uh, however, Use your discretion. Well, Talk to your priest. Yeah, that's a good point. Talk to a priest. AstraZeneca may cause depression. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going I'm to get my soapbox for a second. Yeah, do that. Uh, all right. The reason why I brought up Protestantism so quickly, which if you guys if you guys know me, you know that it's not something that I readily bring up because... It's because you, know, you I don't, hate I, Protestants, right, Patrick? No. Oh. I love I love one in particular. Hey, oh. my girlfriend. Hey, Sarah. But, Does she listen to the podcast? I don't think so, but I'm treading lightly just in case. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. The reason why I brought up Protestantism, Protestantism so quickly. My two big qualms with Protestantism as a whole 
is a lack of the Eucharist, lack of the consubstantial, like the true presence of the Eucharist, Eucharist, and lack of Mary. Those are my two problems. The big, the biggest ones. I there's, have there's quite all, a few more than that. There's all that mess about purgatory and sola scriptura and all that stuff, right? But that's that is contained within those two aspects of our faith, the Eucharist and Mary. And so, to say as a Catholic, why do I have to go to Mass? Is throwing away such a beautiful gift. And Sarah, I don't know if you guys know this, she believes in the true presence of the Eucharist, which I thought always thought was a very unique thing for a Protestant to believe in. And so, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. I've sat next to her in Mass before at a student conference, and she's crying because she can't receive the Eucharist. Because she's not That's joined to that body. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. She's crying because she can't receive the Eucharist. And she's crying at the thought of myself and our potential future kids, God willing, all going up and receiving the Eucharist and her being left behind. Oh so if you gosh. can image that and still say, why do I have to go to Mass on Sunday? I mean, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I... That's such a difficult thing. <laughs> Long story you know? short, you all need to be more like Patrick's girlfriend. She's the Yeah, best. really. She's super holy. Out next week. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Last Please night in the group chat, Ethan goes, hey, p- I wish there were more funny women. I go, Sarah's funny. Ethan goes, tell her I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, going to fight you, Ethan. I'm going to see you at Seek, and I'm going to punch you and write the kisser. Yeah. If anybody would pay $5 to watch me and Patrick fight at Seek, <laughs> please drop $1 in the Patreon account, and we will fight at Seek. 100% do a bare-knuckle brawl at Seek. <laughs> Oh, that'd be amazing! I'm what do so you weigh, hyped. Ethan? What? Um, what do I what weigh? Do you weigh, Ethan? A buck fifty soaking wet? Yeah, really. I don't weigh that much. I'm quite a skinny dude. I weigh a lot. It's just because you're tall. That's the only reason. Patrick is yes, a good there's... five inches taller than me. And I like Taco Bell. That's the other reason. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very squirmy though. I can, I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can move about with ease and grace. All right. That was that was quick. That was an easy one. We really needed an easy topic this week because it's finals and I had to I didn't have a lot of time to prepare yeah. anything. So I'm sorry if this was boring, but you're the one listening, so that's <laughs> your fault. And right we're at minute mark thirty two and you're still here, so You're like, still here, so I mean whose fault is it really? Um looking ahead, I'm hoping that we can get an episode out next week. I'm going to be on a retreat, so we'll have to record on Saturday next week if that's okay. That's fine. Okay. Um, And then Sunday or Christmas, I don't. We're not going to release an episode on Christmas. I'm just making that. Is that fine with you? Are we not? I I mean, I wasn't planning on it. No. I mean, we can record like during the week, and then. Yeah, we could. I would. Yeah, but also, I mean, is anybody going to listen to a podcast released on Christmas? They might. They might. We can record, but I might just delay it a week. I don't know. We'll see. Right. If you want to episode us. on Christmas, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Um, and then after that, we'll be at Seek. So get excited, everyone. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Ethan and I um, are going to run at each other like a slow motion beach scene. Someone's going to be playing Chariots of Fire. I was thinking the exact same thing. going to grab me and then like dip me and I'm going to be like back and he's going to be holding me and we're going to be spinning around. <laughs> and then we're going to fight. It's going to be beautiful. And then we're going to fight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything so else say hi. that you want to add? Um, no, I think I think I've, I think I'm talked out. 
Me too. Thanks for listening. I hope we answered your questions. Um, I'm sorry that we're not real theologians, but this is <laughs> this is genuinely how Patrick and I explain things to other people our age. So, so here you go. If you if you don't want the Catholic answers option, uh, you have us. So we're here for your less correct but twice as fun Catholic answers. That'll be our that'll be our uh, that's our changing the name from the crunch to uh, less correct but twice as fun as Catholic answers. Whatever that acronym is. Yeah. <laughs> L-C-B-T-A-F-A-C-A. Wonderful. All right. Hack Batafaka. That's a fact. Hey, uh, we're signing off. Sorry, this has been going on for way too long. Um, thank you for listening. Please pray for us. We'll pray for you. And we will see you on Twitters. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.